All right, Fern, one of the most common questions we are getting these days is how do I pass my level three? The short answer is you answer the appropriate amount of questions correctly. Good. Yes, that's a, that's a very short answer. It's accurate. Let's wrap up this show. We hope you enjoyed listening um, and, and, and good luck with your test. Cool. Like I said, everybody, you're welcome. <laughs> so let's, let's, before we talk into what we think is the best way to prepare for it, let's talk about what it is. You know, back in the day, there was originally just the level one and that was it. Now, at some point after the level one, they actually opened up the level two, but prior to the one that we took, it was actually just show up to your level one again. So if you took your level one and you came back and you kind of helped out a little bit, and that was whatever it was deemed at the time, like probably just, you know, stand around, point at some people's knees, tell them to push them out type of thing. Now you're level two. And that was, that was it. And then eventually the level two became hey, you're going to show up and you're going to coach others. Did you take that original iteration of the level two? No, I did not. I didn't. Uh, I don't remember why. I, don't, I think by the time I was ready, they had done away with it. Yeah, you weren't good enough at first. For that is a fact. Most people were not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't even argue that. I the... was one of the few that was good enough. I passed the old level two, which, you know, we've all heard the horror stories about that. But I was one of the few that passed the original Santa Cruz. I would think it was the first level two ever. So, but point is. They Did you just make that up? No, 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 I passed the level two. No, 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 about the first level two ever. No, no, no. It was, that was the first level two that was an official level two. The, the old level two or the, or the quasi new level two? I love how, because this is like common talk amongst trainers and what, like the old level two, the, which one? No. So the level two that was you show up, you coach the fellow participants who were there in yep. two of the nine movements. Yep. They, were, they weren't really going to many places. So I took it at HQ in Santa Cruz. Okay. It was, and it was during the week. It wasn't on a weekend. Yeah. But I'm, I'm almost 100% it was the original, the very first level two given. You know who I'm going to ask about that? Nicole Carroll. That is who I'm going to ask about that. Because <laughs> she's coming on the show very she soon. She is coming on the show. but well, And she can run through a lot of this because she's been obviously at the helm for the vast majority of this for a long time. But uh, yeah, I am, I am curious to get her thoughts on it. So we'll assume that in typical fashion, you are embellishing. <laughs> and that is not, in fact, <laughs> the first ever level two. Okay. But if it if it was if it was I will um, admit that not that I was wrong but that your story was accurate. All right. So, and I know exactly how we're going to ask her because I know something that she will know about it that will remind her if it was. I'm sure she remembers. She's she's got a great memory. So there's a very specific person that was there that will remind her if it was the first one. Okay. I'll tell you off air before we ask. Okay. Fair so, enough. So, so anyway, and, and I'll also tell her this story. We're getting feedback by Pat Sherwood, Dave Castro, Nicole Carroll, uh, Coach Glassman's there. We're going up the stairs at HQ. People are coming down crying because no one's passing. It's my turn to go up there. I'm like, well, fuck. These guys were better than me. No way I'm passing. And Nicole Carroll goes, Jay, 
you're not a great coach, but people like being around you. And I was like, thank you. I agree with only one of, <laughs> I only agree with one of those statements. <laughs> you agree with 50% of that? Yeah, I agree with 50% of that. So uh, anyway, I agree that you are not a great coach. I don't agree with the fact that people like to be around you. Well, you've spent a lot of time with me. So, you know, I wound up passing, but the point is the level two then became not you're not going to coach the participants, but remember there was a time where people would volunteer to show up to get coached. Correct. Yep. So, and, and I think what they, why they started doing that was because the, the participants that were taking it were, were good movers and it was really hard to spot faults. Not that anyone couldn't be coached, but they realized, okay, we need to get some other people in here so you can coach them. And that continued. And then eventually they got rid of that altogether and created the, you know, what is now a slightly different version than the current level two, where you showed up, you got feedback, but then there was a test. And it, well, originally it was, so it went from that kind of level two and then they created the CPC, the coaches prep course. And then they eventually changed that to uh, what is kind of still very similar to the level two, as we now know it, which is two day course. It was untested for a long time. It was tested on site for about, a year, maybe, maybe yes. a little bit longer. I don't remember the exact time, but it was tested on site for about a year. And now there's been a, a, an additional revision where there's still a test, but is not tested on site anymore. So it is, it is a web-based test that you take once you finish the course. And I believe you have 30 days from once you get access to the test to take the test. Yeah. So that's kind of where the level two is at these days. And now if you pass that, you know, you pass the test at home, you can go take your level three, which is actually the certification. So to be clear, the level one and level twos are certificate courses for the reason being a certification implies you show up to somewhere and all you do is take a test. There's no content being given to you prior. So you'd, you'd equate it to like a, a job certification. You wanna mm -hmm. become a, a truck driver, a nurse, whatever, whatever career, you show up to get that certification. And then yep. beyond that, there's the level four, which we're going to talk to Nicole Carroll about in, a, in an upcoming episode. But today we're really talking about this, this level three, which is really an all encompassing test on everything you need to know CrossFit. Yeah. So if, if you want to know with regard to credentialing, then just go back and listen to the episode with Amy Hollingsworth. So she is the, the person who works with getting a lot of those courses, their appropriate credentials what we're going to talk about today is kind of how, how to go about putting yourself in the best position to succeed when you sit and take the level three. So again, we all know you got to take the level one, you got to take the level two, uh, or you have to have 1500 hours of coaching at the uh, collegiate level. And then, uh, but if you're going through the CrossFit route, you have to have 750 hours of log coaching, including those two previous courses. So you've done all that. You've submitted an application. It's been verified. You got your CPR, AED, all that stuff is up to date. And now you've scheduled the test. You have to go to a testing center. But what we have to do first is prepare. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I don't know how it was for you. My story about the level three was, you know, you're on staff and they basically said, hey, guys, we'd like for you to take the level three. And I didn't know any better. So I'm like, okay. And then you realize you have to go take it at a, um, like a testing center. And they gave us this window of, hey, you have to take it between these dates. 
So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. I'll set mine up towards the end. So I have a few weeks to study. And I didn't realize that you can't just show up at any time to take this test. Like you have to, so I called the test or I maybe went online to schedule it. And the, the only time I could take this level three within that window that we set out was the very next morning. So I went from, I found out I have to take it to like, I have to take it tomorrow. Oh my God. And I remember like, I'm did like, you pass the first time? I did pass the first time. And I mean, I, Me you too. know, people may be goofing like, Oh, that's a silly question. We know plenty of people that are, you know, very good coaches. Let's just leave it at that. That did not pass their first time. I know people that have taken it four times. Yeah. And, if, and we're talking high level coaches, coaches that, you know, have made it onto the CrossFit staff. It is a, it is a challenging test, but it's a very, it's a very fair, but very, you've put in work. If you, if you, if you hold a level three credential, you put in a lot of work. Yeah. And that's why like, to me, it was like almost a, a sigh of relief. I remember like hanging out for the day, just being like, ah, I'm not really going to do anything. There's no sense in cramming at this point. I either know it or I don't know it. And I, you know, went in there and the woman was like, are right, you have four hours and 20 minutes or something? And I was like, I won't need that. Don't worry. I'll be back out in an hour. I was in there for every minute of those four hours and 20. I think I took in about three. You're so much smarter than me for. I'm so glad this is recording. <laughs> so anyway, let, let, let's, let's talk a little bit. Of, what's your typical advice? Someone says, you know, I've, I've got my level two. I want to get my level three. What should I study? I've had to revise my answer because I realized my answer was not accurate. So typically when people would ask me this question, they said, what did you study? And my, my typical answer was just straight up. I didn't study for the test. And I wasn't saying that to be, I mean, we all know that I'm not smart. Like if you want to see my college transcript, I'll show you, it's not good. So, and I wasn't studying per se, right? Like I wasn't sitting down and I wasn't reading notes but I had been nerding out for years on all things CrossFit. So if you were to go on and I wish I had, I don't know what that computer is long gone at this point, but at one point for a significant amount of time I had gone through and then not only backlogged and collected. So this is probably, yeah, this is 2009 because remember I took it on deployment. The, I had on my computer, I had every video that was coaching centric or nutrition based categorized on my, on my laptop in folders. So it was like coaching and I had gone through and I'd made folders and the, and the folders were level two, like labeled level two, where there was some, there's a ton of old videos of coaches who are, they have like little snippets of coaches going through the level two. I had movements on like by movement, right? So like by, the push press, the air squat, the overhead squat. I had the full Dave Tate series. I had the Louis Simmons series. I had the rowing series. I had anything that had Kelly Starrett or um, who else was in there. Uh, but basically I had like Uber nerded out and I had it all, it was all c- categorized and, and I believe that I had it in chronological order too. And I would just watch them on repeat. I'd go through and I'd watch them and I'd watch them and watch them and watch them. So I had been, nerding out for a really, really long time with regard to the actual coaching aspect. And then at that point I had, I was pretty well versed in the course content because I had been teaching it for 
probably something to the tune of maybe a year. But um, so I wasn't studying for the test. I was studying to be a professional is, is, and it just happened to be that those two time frames kind of overlapped so that I had been studying because I wanted to be really, really good at it. And then this test came up and I was like, and I, I kind of looked at it this way, which is like, if I can't pass this without kind of studying in air quotes, I don't know if this is for me. Well, and I think that's the biggest piece of advice we can give. It's not about studying. It's about, you know, assuming you're taking the level three, I can, my assumption is you've been coaching at least two years. Like two years would probably be the minimum time from the first exposure to CrossFit to your level three, something along those lines, you know, because in there you have to take your level one. You've that's probably really fast. weighed. Yeah, I'm saying that's extremely fast, but minimum. You've taken your level one. Six months later, you came back, took your level two. A year and a half later, you're taking your level three because you need to accumulate those 750 hours. Yeah, you'd have to be coaching a minimum probably of 30 classes a month, like without ever taking a break off of that cadence in order to get right. to that number in two years. But the, the big picture that I think you and I are both expressing in this is we were immersed in this. I mean, yes. there was a handful of things and obviously we can't talk about the specific questions and whatnot. And I don't even know what they are, to be honest with you. I, you know, there's one quite, there's a handful that I kind of remember, but the truth is we've both took it over five years ago. They've, they've probably changed. They've probably, you know, shifted some things around. Well, I know for a fact they've changed it because they've done, and when we talked to Amy about, I know all the video is different. So like right. none of that is the same. But the, the point being, you know, there wasn't much on that test that wasn't, well, I've experienced this. You know, there was a handful of questions where I'm like, wow, I did not read an article on this, or I probably should know that a little bit better. But for the most part, you know, the reason I was able to pass without studying was because I had been studying for seven years, right? I had been studying every Correct. day of my life for this. I mean, a lot of the questions are like, let's look at movement and what do we see here? And the, the questions are angled from different perspectives of like, what's the major fault? What's she doing? What's he doing? What would you give for this? So it's like, you get that by coaching. That's the biggest thing that I tell people that, so forget the, forget the technical aspect of it, meaning the, the book stuff, if you will. If you're not in the gym on a bit, virtually a daily basis, you're really going to struggle because the actual coaching aspect of the test, you're probably going to fail. The seeing and correcting, the watching a group of people move and then being able to pretty quickly sift through everything that's happening to whittle down what is this question asking and then be able to kind of if selectively ignore what I'm seeing in the video to, to really pinpoint what's happening. That sounds simple, but it's not like it, it, you have to have, and if you're going to do that quickly, you have spent a significant time on the floor practicing the skill of coaching. I don't mean running a clock and being a DJ. I mean, physically looking and, and seeing and correcting and teaching that you are not going to pass. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident to say that. Yeah. And that's for that, for that reason, when people ask me what they should do, I should say you should be coaching often. And then if I were going to give you anything specific to do, I would say, go take as many of the CrossFit online courses as you can. Take those. And then I typically tell include, people, go ahead. That includes the judging course. You know, now there's a lesson planning course, the programming course, any, because a, 
the videos are similar. At least, you know, you're, you're watching something and then you're getting tested on it, like on the test, but also hop on YouTube and just watch movement, you know, take those courses, but then watch movement. And what were you going to say? The other thing I was going to say is the, and then go through and just, there's a, there's a reading list that when you register for the test, they're like, this is the content that you should cover. You should go through and you should probably give yourself, I tell people typically six months. Once you've decided you're going to take it, put yourself on a six month window. If you, if you feel confident to do it a little faster than that, by all means, but that'll give you, that'll give you a safe window to read through all of the content minimum one time without kind of getting overwhelmed. And then be able to go back through it and read it in a in further depth a second time. Because typically, I if anybody who sits down, I'll just ask them a series of questions. I'm, I'll say something like, explain the hopper model to me. Or what are the 10 general physical skills? Or what's the definition of a CrossFit? What is the definition of fitness? And if we're struggling to answer those questions, which is all level one content, I tell them, don't even bother registering for the test. Like you're just not prepared. Like those are the things that you need to know. You need, you need to understand the theoretical hierarchy for the development of an athlete. You need to understand like what is the nutrition prescription and, and, and why. You need to really understand the four models within the what is fitness lecture and how they apply overall to the definition of fitness. So, and those are pretty dense lectures to be very frank. You know, if, if you've not sat in the what is fitness lecture, I mean, go back and listen to my conversation with Dr. Jenkins. Like, I mean, like he loves that lecture and that, that's a super nerdy lecture. There's a lot there and you need to be able to take each one of those concepts and at least unpack it one or two levels to talk about it. You know, if you're talking about, you know, if you don't understand the, the bioenergetic aspects of the, um, of the, what is fitness lecture when we're talking about the the third model with regard to ATP and the, and the pathways, you know, the metabolic pathways, you should like, you need to freshen up on that and understand what those are and, and how they work and roughly what the time domains are and, and how those apply to, to CrossFit style workouts. Like, could you take CrossFit workouts and put them in one of the pathways? Um, so there's the technical knowledge, but then what I think is very interesting about the, the level three test is, there's a very specific amount of practical knowledge that you have to possess, meaning if you're not doing CrossFit, if you're not a CrossFit practitioner, not in the sense of coaching, but in the sense of training CrossFit, you're also going to struggle because there's, I know there's certain things in there with regard to, and I'm not giving away any questions here, but they're going to give you a workout and they're not going to tell you what the workout is. They're just going to give you the name and they're going to ask you a question based on that. So if you don't understand A, what that workout is, B, what the movements are, the modalities, the function, the time domain, all of that, and the loading, you can't even begin to answer the question. You know, so that's what I think is super unique about that test is like if you were just a random person walking off the gym and you're like, I've been coaching in, in college athletics for 10 years, like you're not going to pass the test. Like you, and that's not saying you're not smart, like you're very, very smart to be ha to having to have been doing that, but you need to be a CrossFitter to pass the test. Yeah, and you, you not only a CrossFitter, but like you're implying one that's been really immersed in this world of CrossFit. And just to show you how challenging it is, you're talking about the What is Fitness lecture, a lecture both you and I have given probably dozens of times. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it this coming weekend, and I'm going to study before I give it. Like, it's, I am too, it's, actually. Yeah. It's, it's never ending. I'm sure mine will be much better than yours. But still, 
I doubt it. <laughs> but the point is, it, it's never ending. And like you said, so a couple of tangible things. Take those online courses. I would go to your box and just watch people move. Like, just sit there. Not a class you're coaching because there's distraction. You know, you're, you're you know, balancing the group management, the demonstration, the music, like Fern said. Watch someone else's class and just look at, are, you know, is that athlete keeping their heels down? Is that athlete violating quarter extremity that we talked about on a recent episode? Is that athlete, you know, pushing their knees out, tracking their toes, all of those things. You have to just be able to see that. And then, like you said, when you sign up for the level three, there's a list of uh, suggested readings. Read all of that. From, from the time someone says, okay, I'm taking it, how long would you give them? Like, what would be an appropriate amount of time to say, all right, study for this long? Minimum three months. Minimum. So at this point, they've, they've accumulated the hours. They sign mm -hmm. up because you have to apply to take it. They get approved. You would say then give it three months. Minimum. And but like I would say don't take it any sooner than three months upon being approved. Probably closer to six, though, like I said. And what kind of studying? Like what would you say just from a general practice of like 10 minutes a day, four hours a day? Like what would you put I, well, in there? if you have six months, I would tell you anywhere between 30 to an hour a day, meaning read an article, watch a video every single day. And if you read an article, depending on how quickly you read, let's call it 10 to 20 minutes, depending on which article it is. Some of them are a little bit more in depth. And then go through the, the archives of the journal, pull a video in there and, and watch that video and pick up different coaching cues or how they look at it or how they teach it, stuff like that, just so you can start really getting immersed in that stuff. So I would say 30 minutes to an hour. I mean, if, if you did that for six months, it's 180 hours if you did an hour a day. And that's, a, that's a lot of time. Um, and that's assuming you don't do any more. But that's, that's what I would tell you is like I, it's a, a safe plan would be six months, roughly an hour a day, every day, so that it's not overwhelming. You can retain it. You can unpack it. You can take notes on it. You can write down questions because some of the, there are some of these concepts you're going to have to do follow-up kind of homework on to understand some of the underlying concepts with regard to that topic. You know, you might need to dive into the metabolic pathway or, you know, if you're going to talk, understand Krebs cycle or metabolism or, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other stuff like lo looking into different types of muscle contractions uh, versus concentric, eccentric, isometric, all that stuff and, and understand it. So there, there's going to be some things in there that you need to have bare minimum, like basic understanding of preferably a lot more than basic, but like you just need to understand it. Like if you're listening to this and you had no idea, it, it's some the concept that I just listed that you aren't sure on, supremely confident that you knew what it was that's what i'm talking about like you need to understand those concepts yeah and i'll, I'll throw this out there this might be a little extreme if you're really serious about Par for the course it, <laughs> well i mean other than joining our mastermind group which we have a huge success rate in helping people pass i, I want to go back and look at what the number was but i want to say something to the tune of like 10 to a dozen people have passed their level three in our group yeah, I've had people come up to me at Wadapalooza when I was just there that said, hey, we passed, you know, people that were in our ment mentor group. And I also have had, and you've seen these, you know, the messages we get that, you know, we wouldn't have passed if not for the podcast. You know, just what we're putting out there. Go back and- To last week. To last week, yeah. Yeah, and listen to the episodes, specifically the 
the ones on movement. Those I think yeah. are super beneficial. But I would tell you this, if you're really serious, go take your level one again. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. It's well worth the investment, but take it. And I think that's an interesting concept because the, I always think if you take it a second time with the intent of getting something out of it, which is for further education, I would imagine the it's a whole different experience. Like you're unpacking the concepts. That for, when you sit for it the first time, and this it's always interesting is that a lot of people when they take the level one, a lot of the feedback is sometimes that people will give us is something like, you know, it's just a lot or they look at the level two. So the feedback on the level two potentially is like, well, I think this should be in the level one. And that's the cart before the horse type scenario. It's like, you need to understand the basic concepts of what we're doing before we talk about like your ability to teach, see, and correct. You can't teach any of this stuff if you don't understand it fundamentally and, and how it works and how it applies and all that stuff. So it's always an interesting concept to me is that when people want that feedback or they want to, they want the level two to precede the level one, it just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as, and being someone that took the level one multiple times just to learn, like I know the first time you take your level one, you're like, A, you're overwhelmed. You got a lot going on and B, you're just not experienced enough to retain everything. You know, well, there's also oh, that element of excitement where you're just like, people are just so jazzed to be there. Like, they're like, it's amazing. Right. And then when you're in that state of excitement, it's really hard to, to, to layer in this element of comprehension. Like, are you comprehending some of the really in-depth concepts being covered in that course? Yeah. And you know, it's like anything, the second time you get it a little bit better. And I know that's a huge investment to ask of people to take their level one again, not just from a financial perspective, a time perspective, but if this is important to you and you really want to pass, I promise you that will help. And, and I think just like you said, just the angle in which you're going to learn stuff, you know, you're going to take things in differently and listen to it from a perspective of, okay, I'm trying to study. And, and while you're in the small breakout groups, watching the trainer, what they're looking at, what they're seeing, why they're saying these things, it's just a different a different perspective that I think will be super beneficial, but you know, not everyone's going to have that time or, or, or the money to do that. But at least in, you know, like you said, you can go on YouTube and basically find the level one, find those old videos. I, I didn't have organized folders like you did, but I had my go-tos. I remember two videos specifically, one of Justin Berg coaching the overhead squat. Yep. And I, and one of Andy Stumpf, I also think he was coaching the overhead squat. Yep. in there. And I watched those over and over, not just when I was interning for staff, but then again, when I was taking my level three and there's, there's just this day and age, you know, they only used to be on the CrossFit journal, but nowadays, I mean, look, if you go to the best hour of their day, YouTube channel, you'll see some of the stuff we put out there in the dropping in videos are some of the stuff you should be, you should be looking at. I mean, we put a clip of you teaching a little lesson on the box jump that people learn, but those are the types of things that are in the level three. Those are the types of things you should be practicing for. So really what we're saying is just dive as deep as you can into everything. Yeah. And you have to know that there's, there's some anatomy and physiology in there. Nothing crazy, but I, I believe if you take the, uh, I think it's Lon Kilgore's course. And yes. um, I think that is super beneficial. Just, you know, un, I, you do need to know those things. So going back to the, 
uh, the previous episode about quarter extremity in Dr. Jenkins actually hit us up about this. And he was like, Hey, I don't know if I agree with like never using these terms. And, uh, and he and I were going back and forth yesterday and yes, never is an absolute. And typically if you use an absolute, you're wrong. And, but I do say never on purpose, like you can use them and you should use them occasionally. But, but here's what's more important. You absolutely better understand them. Right, like whether you use them or not, like it should be up to you, and and you should be able to figure that out and 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 understand like context, like who your audience is, all that stuff, um, and then all that stuff. So then, um, so then you can go from there and get that sorted out. But you should largely not be using it for coaching. But you better understand all of those concepts at at, at multiple levels. I like to moderate a debate between you and Dr. Jenkins. Oh, he would probably crush me. He he's one of I love I love when we get feedback from him and comments from him because I a I highly respect him. I think he's a smart dude, and he you know he's a doctor. Clearly knows this stuff, so it's it's nice to hear that you know doctors are impacted by the best hour of their day. Hey, we're doing some good stuff out there. But you know, again, like you're like you're saying, you have to know those major concepts. If there's anything we've ever discussed, and you're like, what's that? Can you spot quarter extremity? You know, how would you coach it? What does it mean? Like you said last week with the whole active shoulders to chat, like understanding what it means, you know, how you would prevent it, how you would improve it. It's just knowing everything you could possibly know about CrossFit. That's really what it comes down to. And then the other part that you shouldn't overlook is because not everybody gets to dive into this is programming. There, There's there's a decent chunk in there with regard to programming and, and, and how to program for GPP, you know? So again, if you don't know what GPP stands for that, these are the kind of things you need to understand. If you are talking about general physical preparedness. So that's the kind of stuff that you, that you should understand. And then when I'm designing a GPP program, what does that even mean? First of all, with regard to, what is CrossFit, the definition, and then what we're trying to achieve with regard to what is fitness. And I don't mean what's your random definition of fitness. I mean, what is the CrossFit definition of fitness? And then how all of that trickles down into, okay, well, if I'm making a GPP program, I understand what the goal is. I understand that variance is a big piece of that. What in this kind of series of workouts would create good GPP uh, or good variants for a particular athlete. Well, and you know how you can learn that? You go check out the best hour of their day programming. That's a good point. That's a I good mean, point. here's what we're basically telling you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to pass the level three, subscribe to the best hour of their day podcast. Listen to every episode twice. Take notes. Ignore most of what Fern says. Listen to what Ackerman says. Then go watch every episode of dropping in on our YouTube channel and subscribe to the best hour of their day programming. Clearly we're somewhat joking, but at the same time, I think you would, I mean, we're, we've proven, we have a track record that if you do that, ideally you also join our mentorship group. You're going to pass. Yeah. I, and I think there's a kind of a, an overarching theme here, which is the way I would approach it. And the people who are successful are not studying for the test. They're studying to understand the concepts, right? So it's, it's kind of like saying, you know, 
like who like think about the best everybody's been to like a, a physical therapist or some sort of specialist with regard to movement stuff like that and the best ones are 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 the ones who understand all of the concepts and how they relate to each other not just understand the insertion and action of a muscle and what muscle this is and what nerve is applied there they're the ones who understand the integrated approach with how all of these things are linked and that requires a pretty solid understanding of each one of those concepts in and of itself and then how it affects the overarching system of the human body like those are the people that i want to work with because they understand that if i have a hip problem that can lead need to referred pain at the knee and then they watch me walk and then I look and have like some sort of weird pelvic twist and that's affecting also my foot and then they are just like okay now how do I deal with that and it's not going to treat the knee type thing it's the same thing with CrossFit if I'm talking about programming or nutrition you know what is the underlying concept that needs to be applied here that I can use in order to address this situation or this scenario that being a question on the test so I think if you if you really study CrossFit to understand CrossFit and be a nerd about CrossFit, that's your best bet. So you should read all those articles. Go back and read the What Is Fitness article. Go back and read Article Twenty One uh, about nutrition. Go back and read, you know, all of the some of the other. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Getting off the crack, you know, written by Nicole Carroll. You know, yeah, like even all the uh, own articles. The old What Is Fitness articles by Coach Glassman. Even that's just what I'm saying, like, what is CrossFit? All that starting your own box like the old school crossfit journal articles are where it's at and you know a whole point that we haven't even touched upon is that nutrition component you got to read crossfit journal 21 by nicole carroll something we'll definitely talk to her about uh, on the, on the future episode but there's so much to know i think the big picture if we were going to kind of wrap it up for you is be preparing your entire crossfit career but specifically apply give yourself six months spend that hour a day watching a video, reading an article, go back and watch more movement. If you know of someone that's past their level three, go, go meet with them, chat with them, have them watch you coach, maybe um, watch them coach to see what they're looking at. And then potentially, you know, join a mastermind group, whether it's ours or someone else's, but, but learn from other people, learn from people that are, that have done it before and then know a little more than you. Yeah, the other thing that I think can be useful with regard to programming is regardless of what programming you're following, and this honestly doesn't matter. So like whether you're doing best hour of the day programming or dot com or warm up and workout or hand plan or any of those things, take that workout and then every day, this should take you max five minutes on the long end. Unpack that workout, meaning write down everything you understand about the workout. So is it a couplet or is it a triplet? Is it um, uh, a single modality workout? Is it a chipper? What are the movements? What are the modalities? Do you understand there's weightlifting, gymnastics, monostructural? Talk about the function. Is this redundant? Are these somewhat complementary? What's the time domain? What's the loading? What is the rep scheme? Like, how does it fall? And think about when we give the programming lecture in, uh, in the level one course, there's essentially like seven big ticket variables in a given workout and see if you can unpack every single workout for those seven variables so, so you can start to really understand workouts and movements and what makes effective workouts within CrossFit. And that's, again, that should take you five minutes on the long end. Everything you understand about it. Okay, what's the movements? What's the intended time domain? Rep schemes, all that stuff. And then you'll really start to unpack programming and understand it a little bit better. 
yeah, I think that's it. Dive into everything you can. And if you have any questions, of course, reach out to us. We're happy to help, but, but you got to start. You got to make it a priority in your life. You need to be spending time every day. And we have no doubt that you can pass. You know, we both did. And it was not because we, you know, crammed. It was because we made CrossFit an integral part of our lives. Yeah, so take one thing a day and then deep dive on that one thing a day because that's what you're going to need for level three. There you go. Good luck with that. We hope you all, you know, we wish you nothing but the best. And like we always say, if you have questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to us. We're happy to help. And we have a very successful track record in our private group of helping people pass their level three. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback. We are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram, give us a follow, like our pictures, feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, Please don't hesitate. Email us, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.